0: Zibri-doo-dah, my, oh, my, what a wonderful day.
1: Scott Carey. Scott Carey, please report to the Deminiaturization Briefing Room. Deminiaturization Briefing Room.
0: A new communication super network is being built before our eyes. Spaceship Earth glows with billions of interactions, carrying news and information at the very speed of light. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Epcot Center is proud to present over the World Showcase Lagoon, Surprise in the Sky.
2: W, w Radio. Your-
0: Welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 409 for the week of June 21st, 2015. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience, and I want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, my live broadcasts every Wednesday night, special events, books, audio tours, and more. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and find everything else over at www.radio.com. So I'm going to open up the inbox and answer more of your questions this week about everything from specific cabin requests at Fort Wilderness to the best sit-down meal in Epcot to watch illuminations from to booking dinner for large groups, best places to take a break in and out of the parks, father-daughter activities, summertime crowds, and how to deal with them, And where's the best place to have breakfast in Walt Disney World? I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for some updates, including details about our next Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World and other special events on the road around the country. I'll also play more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, relax and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. While I love and consider myself so incredibly fortunate to be able to share my passion for Disney with you through the show and the websites and the books and the podcast and everything else, One of the things that's always frustrated me since I started writing my book back in 2003, I can't believe it was so many years ago, has been that everything I do to a certain degree is sort of a one-way conversation, right? I always felt like I was pushing out content to you, but I always enjoyed Hearing back from you the most, and I've started doing, you know, Meets of the Month in 2008 because I liked to meet you face to face, and the handshake and the hug, and to look you in the eyes, and to hear your story, and I love getting the questions from you that I started getting back even before I had a a website and forums and everything else that sort of came from my first Walt Disney World trivia book and that's one of the reasons why I love having listener email questions come in because one I like helping you plan your next vacation or answering a trivia question or things like that and two it gives me a chance to sort of interact with you and hopefully using your question help other people plan their vacations enhance their experience in the parks or maybe just get a little trivia fact answered for them as well. And one of the joys and the blessings of being able to do these listener email shows is being joined, of course, by the woman who is the the sadness to my joy. That's an Inside Out reference. The the Casey to my Frank Walker. That's a Tomorrowland reference. Or my Britt Robertson to my George Clooney. The the Chewie to my Han. That's a Star Wars reference. Becky Mankin. From MEI and Mouse Fan Travel.
2: Your Black Widow to your Hawkeye?
0: You know, Hawkeye's kind of lame. Uh, like, as far as Avenger, the Avengers, yeah, the scale yeah. of the Avengers, <laughs> like, if just, I mean, give me a little cap, give me an Iron Man, because I can fit into the suit, because me and Robert Downey Jr. are like the same height, almost.
2: Oh. Hawkeye,
0: because well, well, okay, my well, question is this, when Hawkeye runs out of arrows, then what does he do? He's like just He's, a dude. All right, he, he can see he kinda, really, really well, which I cannot, as you know.
2: Yeah, yeah but, but if that's he stands
0: it. there, if he, I mean, all he has to do really is stand there. Just stand there, there and, and just look yeah, handsome. That's works. Just, villains just, Ultron just fell at his handsomeness. Is that what it was?
2: Okay. Guido to Luigi? Who's who? Uh, <laughs> I'm Luigi,
0: obviously. I'm,
2: I'm Guido. You know that. That's the. I, that's my. F- listen. My f- I grew up
0: in f- Jersey. Anywhere. I know a Guido, and you, ma'am, are no Guido. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, listen. Wow. I dated right, my I'll share go. of Guidettes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> do, do we want to revisit? This is the dating game. This is this is fast. Lou Mangello <laughs> driving down to Seaside Heights. I did not have an iRock Z28 convertible, despite what Twitter has to say. Although I did have my... More
2: more along the line of the silent little guy that that couldn't... (laughs) couldn't, Luigi couldn't do anything without Guido. That's what I'm
0: saying. There you go. We are... uh, Agreed. Oh my gosh. We're like peas and carrots. Peas in a pot. Okay. That was a Forrest Gumpism. All right. We've now stepped. There has been no value in the past three minutes for the people who are (laughs) listening. So I want to get right into the show and the first question. And it comes from Maria L. Mahan from wherever Maria's from. And she says, Lou, I have a question for you. My brother and I are taking our mother to Walt Disney World once again this fall in September 2015, which I have to stop. I love that. I love when kids are able to do things like that for their parents. Normally you think of Disney World as a place of parents take their kids. But I digress. I think that's beautiful, Maria. She loves to go. And so do we. It's a chance to put the core family back together once a year. Oh, my God, you're going to make me cry. Here's the catch. My mother is 83 years – no, she's not. She's 83 years young, and me and my brother are in our 50 – no, you're celebrating the second anniversary of your 25th birthday. You get the point. (laughs) It's just the three of us leaving our families at home. Wait a minute. You you just said you're trying to get the – oh, the the core family. I got it. You're getting the the nucleus back together. All right. So mom has decided that she wants to stay in the cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. I know this place is humongous. Is there a way to tell the reservation desk that we'd love to make it as easy as we can on my mom and walking and ask for maybe some specific cabins? Do you know which cabins are closest to the amenities or even the bus stops? I looked at the map but really haven't studied it completely. Maria Marhan. Maria, g- great question. I love the fact that you are bringing the, the family together. I love that your mom that is young at heart wants to go and stay at the cabins at the ripe young age of 83. And Becky, first things first, in terms of putting in requests for things like cabins or here in sort of um, the areas of Fort Wilderness that you're going to be at, my understanding is you can ask but no guarantees, correct?
2: Yeah, that's usually the case. At at many of the resorts, they typically ask for, if if you're going to put in a a request, when you first make the reservation, put in the request then. But about six days prior to your arrival, you can also fax in information to say, we'd really like this. Um, But of course, it is not guaranteed. It's simply a request. And when you're looking at somewhere like uh, Fort Wilderness, which, like I said, is humongous, the best locations also depend on what you're looking for. Are you looking to be near Pioneer Hall? Are you looking to be near near the pool? There's different um, aspects to the property that you might want to be closer to. So looking at the map is really going to be important. Um, The request process, they do the best they can, but there's also other people that are putting in requests that might come in before yours or someone had booked something and it's in the system earlier. So you can't really count on it. I would say the biggest tip, especially for that location, and if you want to make it as easy on her as possible, is to rent one of the golf carts yeah, and baby. have
0: that available to get around. <laughs> uh, you and I don't agree that often, but i that's what I had in mind the whole time. And I will tell you, Maria, that is one of the most... Uh, one of the things that we enjoy most about going to Fort Wilderness is just <laughs> getting the golf cart and driving around because it's a blast, right? And it and everything is relatively close when you're in the golf cart. Look, if you do want to be by the hoopty-doo, if you want to be by... Uh, you know, Trails End or whatever it may be or some of the things, then yes, maybe you want to be in the high 27, 28 hundreds by the Peacock Pass down there. Do you want to be by some of the other things? Then maybe you you look on the map and ask. But I think once you get that golf cart, it really sort of uh, makes everything very, very easy to get to, very accessible. There's signs, and it's a great, it's a fun way, I think, too, to really sort of take some time and enjoy the outdoors and explore all that the resort has to offer.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. And that's such a great place, too. And I I had to giggle when you were just talking about the golf cart, because, of course, we were there not too long ago with one of the, um, the meetups that we had. And Everybody, there was like, what, three or four uh, of the cabins had golf cart, carts and just run getting back and forth the places was, was almost as fun as being there. A lot of laughter. So that would be perfect for a family.
0: We are not saying that we endorse racing your golf carts from one location to the next. <laughs> However, if you want to get your mom one and then you and your brother want to get one too and uh, see who can get there fastest. And look, I would also recommend, Maria, that you go back and listen to show number 362 of WW Radio. You can find it in iTunes or at WWRadio.com slash 362 because we spend over an hour really talking about Everything that you need to know about staying at the the Fort Wilderness campgrounds and the campsites and locations and amenities and things like that, I think that will go a long way towards helping you plan as well. And I would love to see a picture of you and your bro and your mom at Fort Wilderness celebrating just the family get-together.
2: Yeah, and one shameless plug, of course, when you have this type of scenario where you're trying to figure out where best to be and all of the logistics of putting in requests and making sure that they go in at certain times, using a vacation planner is going to be really good for you there because they'll be able to step in and take some of those logistics off of your plate.
0: And a vacation planner that really knows Walt Disney World really (laughs) can help you get the best possible prices and really not, of course, that their services are completely free. Let me see. If I was to think of one...
2: Yeah, that's nothing, fully licensed and insured. Nothing, yes. Nothing's
0: coming to mind. Other
2: than Mouse Fan Travel, <laughs> of course.
0: And there is your shameless plug. <laughs> and, for... and my
2: A plus BBB rating. <laughs> and let's see what else I can let's do. Let's move yes. on to
0: Bob and Regina right. from Webster, Massachusetts, because they say Lou, I have been a long time listener. I really enjoy your show. And congratulations on your 400th show. Thank you. It couldn't happen without you. Uh, we have a question. My wife and I are going to be celebrating our 50th anniversary and we'll be going to Walt Disney World. In September through October, we're going to be staying at Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort. And now our question is, we'd like to have a sit-down meal at Epcot to see the Illuminations nighttime spectacular. What restaurant, it didn't take long, would you suggest <laughs> for the best view? We thought about Rosen Crown. What do you think about that? Any help you can give us would be greatly appreciated. Again, Bob and Regina, happy 50th anniversary. I think that is awesome. And no better place to spend it than in Epcot. You're thinking about eating. That's cool. The fireworks are just a plus. And I'm going to tell you, Becky, my first thought as I started reading the question went right to Rose and Crown. Um, I love the food. I love the location. If you get there early enough, and certainly, again, you can ask, or if you're willing to maybe wait a little longer, ask to get – a seat that is outside. It should be nice around that time of year. Outside by the water, you get a beautiful view of illuminations. Uh, I'm also going to point you very quickly to two previous episodes of WDW Radio, show number 347. We do a live review of the Rosen Crown, ordering many, many, many items off the menu. Try the scotch egg. It's delicious. That's show number 347 with Emma from the UK, in the UK, And she also joined me on episode 202, where we really sort of talk all about the UK Pavilion and how it relates to the real UK overseas. Uh, So, Becky, other than Rose and Crown, um, and I can think of a couple other choices as well, that's where my mind went first. Give me another suggestion for dinner and illuminations, sit-down meal.
2: Well, there's two others that come to mind, but you also have to get those coveted tables, which can be difficult. But the two, the La Hacienda, Um, Over in the Mexico Pavilion is a very good spot and it's got really high uh, windows that you can kind of look out of and offers a wonderful view. And of course, Tokyo Dining also, if you can get up towards the windows, has a good view there as well. uh, Rosen Crown, I do the same thing. My brain goes right there. When my husband and I first started visiting uh, Walt Disney World, we tried that whole thing. We wanted to make sure that we had an evening watching Illuminations from Rosen Crown. And it has become very popular. And it is kind of difficult sometimes. You do have to walk up and say, um, I have a reservation. We would like to request a table outdoors. But it's a very popular request. So if you let them know you're willing to wait, there's just no guarantee. So if you're wrapping your experience for Illuminations around sitting at a table outdoors, you have to be prepared that it may not – it's, again, that request scenario where you're just asking. They'll do their best to accommodate, but that there's no guarantee.
0: Yeah. And uh, look, there was part of my heart and stomach that I immediately went to Tokyo dining as well because you know I love that pavilion and I love yeah uh, the food as well. Yeah. So, um.
2: And then there's also Spice Road Table, which is outdoors, but it does have a ceiling on it. So if you're not sitting right up front, it may be difficult to actually view the full show from from that location, but you could easily step out too if if that became necessary. So I think that's another one to think about if that type of food is, is something that you really enjoy. Um, but I just keep going back to Rosencrown for that outdoor experience. And look,
0: you know, you're going during the most wonderful time of the year, and I don't mean the Christmas holidays. I mean you're going during food and wine (laughs) festival. So if you want to maybe mix things up a little bit, right, Mm -hmm. take your, uh, your, your 50th anniversary, load up one of those Disney gift cards, strap it on your wife's wrist, and just tell her to go to town, and just eat your way around the promenade and wherever it is that you end up, or fall over from your food coma you can watch illuminations from there as well
2: yeah there's plenty of tables and of course garbage cans to eat off of if you how romantic
0: you are a a hapless romantic (laughs) Uh, the other thing too just a quick aside Bob and Regina you might want to surprise her maybe do a little illuminations cruise right I know sort of thinking a little bit outside the box maybe not what you were thinking but yeah check out an illuminations cruise from the yacht and beach club marina That's nice. She'll love you. She'll love you forever. All right. uh, Peter Bostwick says, Lou, thank you for everything that you do. You brighten everyone's day. Uh, That's the nicest thing you could possibly say. Thank you very much. I have a question. Knowing how much you like food, I was hoping you could give an answer to. My wife wants to have breakfast at the castle only because of how good the food is. The kids don't really want to go again. Plus, it's kind of expensive. Is there somewhere else that offers just as good food for breakfast? Now, Peter, this is interesting mm. because you're usually this is, you're asking the opposite question yeah. than 99% of the people on the planet who are saying, OMG, how do I get onto Cinderella's Royal Table for breakfast? Because normally the kids want to go because you're eating in the castle and you're eating with Cinderella, and it's the quintessential Disney princess fairy tale kind of Walt Disney World meal. Plus, by the way, your wife's right. The food, pretty darn good. You've got the normal, traditional breakfasts and the healthy stuff to avoid that. But you've got poached lobster and shrimp and caramel apple stuffed French toast and beef tenderloin and egg and baked quiche. I mean, it's not a bad breakfast to say the least. So a lot of people want to get there. You're actually asking, okay, look, we've done the Cinderella's thing. Where else would you recommend going? Now, you didn't qualify your question with which was do you want to stay in the magic kingdom do you want to be in a in a theme park does it matter where you're going are you willing to travel to some other restaurants is cost a factor is there uh you know is there any sort of allergies to consider um and dude i and why have i not done this before top 10 places to oh i don't know why because ten <gasps> foster only eats at like one restaurant i i swear <laughs> to you i am going do to that do not right now, but I am going to do my top ten places to have breakfast in Walt Disney World, whether Tim Foster likes it or not. But Becky Mankin, if this person does not want to go, I'm going to let you go first because I believe in—I believe that chivalry is not dead. And ladies, go first. <laughs> Where would you suggest well, them going for breakfast? It sounds like they are the uh, typical American family, wife, and two and a half kids.
2: Yeah, there's two things, two places that just popped into my mind automatically, but... Uh, Crystal Palace yeah, for it's a buffet, but it's you know it, it actually is a pretty good breakfast buffet. I do like that; it's one of my favorites for in park. But when you think breakfast, or when I think breakfast, and I need breakfast, and I'm in the Magic Kingdom area. It's good that you brought up. Are you okay with it not being in the park? I automatically go to Kona Cafe. Yeah, baby. So, and that's over at the Polynesian. So. If you can go have breakfast in Polynesia and enjoy the Tonga toast, which the moment I said that everybody now is tasting that wonderful banana French toast, Um, uh, yumminess, that is such a great place. They also have wonderful uh, choices on their menu and I love, love, love their omelets. Lots of options over there, which I, I would, that immediately comes to mind. And then if you think about we want to be around characters, Chris spouse is that as well, but the um chef Mickey's another buffet over at uh, the contemporary too, so you just hop on the monorail or um you know work your way to the magic kingdom. Those are the ones that come to mind immediately.
0: Have you ever you? tried the Samoan at Kona cafe? no <gasps> I haven't what, what, what right, I want you just, what sh- is that? Just, just close your eyes and just listen and I want you to imagine okay. yourself at the Polynesian, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort and Bungalow about, Experience. I'm
2: Shh, automatically listen, thinking sh- about a, a beverage with it. Listen, just, a just imagine
0: okay. the, cool, okay. the, cool, the cool Florida air. I know this is now, it's getting to like fantasy land. Imagine the cool <laughs> Florida air, the sounds of Polynesian music in the background, a nice cup of Kona coffee, like flown in from mm. the islands of Hawaii, Press and the coffee. Samoan poached eggs with hollandaise sauce, served over smoked pulled pork hash. Just let that sink in for a second. Right? you like that. <sighs> and then on the side, you get an order of macadamia pineapple pancakes and uh. some Tonga toast and a, a fruit plate. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, <laughs> That's, forget the fruit for color, plate. That's right? Is the fruit plate for oh, well, color? You get a wasabi <laughs> Mary on the side. It's like a Bloody Mary, but a little bit, it's got a little wasabi in there.
2: How
0: about, wow, ooh. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Spicy, huh? Nice. A little wasabi Mary and a nice cup of – the fresh Prince – fresh – wait, say that again. French <laughs> press pot coffee yes. is worth the $7. Yeah, that's
2: amazing. And it's for two
0: people. Like that's for two people but absolutely worth it. So um, all right. I, I totally am with you. <laughs> no, <laughs> Clearly, I'm hungry. By the, way, <laughs> by the way, I was just discussing the Samoan um, – I think you said Crystal Palace as well, too. Uh, And it's funny because I don't know where they want to go because a lot of things are actually jumping into my head. Look, Ohana, I think, is another great place for breakfast if you're trying to stay in that area. Um, Inside the parks, just rattle off a couple of quick ones. Um, Animal Kingdom, I like Tusker House. I love Tusker House. Mm. Dare I say, better than Boma? I'm just throwing it out there just for fun. Uh, Art of Animation has great stuff for breakfast. Um, they've got really, really good stuff there as well. Um, where else would I go? Oh, oh wait. Out of the box. <laughs> Think out of the box. Yeah. Forget. Listen, okay. anything served in Disney World <gasps> you know is hell. Go to Sasagula Floatworks and get beignets at the French Quarter. Oh. Boom. There you go. Drop the mic. I walked off stage. <laughs> okay, if you
2: if you take if you take those beignets and then you take the the pressed coffee and you mind them together, meld them together, <gasps> you've got like the perfect breakfast. No,
0: right wait, now. Whispering what? Canyon for breakfast. Uh, wait a minute. I have I not a... been there for breakfast. Shut up. I know. You really? need to take me. We, we did a uh, we did a live review back on show three sixteen. Disclaimer: Here's a lawyer in me coming out. Don't listen hungry. Don't listen hungry. <laughs> Uh, we had a lot of fun and a really good meal. I forgot about that at Whispering Canyon for breakfast, and of course so you've got Chef Mickey's and all that kind of stuff, and and Boma and all. But um, oh, okay, you know what? Else me? I, wait. Uh, so this is turning into a top ten. I don't care. Um, <laughs> you know what else is nice too? Over at the Grand Floridian, huh? either going 1900 or the Cafe.
2: Cafe. Lobster eggs Benedict. You know what? The the Grand Floridian Cafe I think does not get enough attention. It doesn't it, get enough it, love. They. Yeah, they've if We got need to do a live, awesome do a live there. review there. If I started writing a list of all the things that we need I to do. I think they
0: still have, so in addition to the, again, let this sink in, Lobster mm-hmm. Eggs Benedict, um, and they have some sort of like funky like vanilla French toast, but they've, they had or have um, citrus pancakes, citrus pancakes, and a frittata. It's like saying frittata. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, and then that reminds me of oh geez, and my brain is totally totally gone. But the um, the new Italian place, it's yes, a boardwalk for breakfast. that place is amazing for breakfast. If you like something a little outside the box, because they have a frittata, however you want to say frittata. it, <laughs> they have they have several breakfast items. It, it was hard for us to decide what we wanted because no, there was wait. so many. Wait, what
0: several breakfast items? Sunshine Seasons Food Court. I haven't done Epcot that for Center. breakfast. That's because they don't serve it on a silver platter with white gloved butlers. Wow. That's why you don't eat there. Really? But the rest of us, <laughs> that's where the real people eat. So the real people wow. go there to eat. Wow. Frittata. Just like saying frittata. <laughs> frittata. <laughs> frittata. <laughs> so hopefully, Peter, <laughs> that either helped you or confused you. So that was probably, <laughs> there was no. Well, we, both. we named a little bit of, of everything. So. Uh, if all we right. have more food questions, we're so in trouble. <laughs> Probably, I think all of these are, and I don't choose these in any particular order. I just grab some and dump them in and sure. see what happens. So let's People reach into the uh, let's reach into the hat and randomly select Jessica's question. Who says, "Hey Lou, loving the show. It is the next best thing to being at Walt Disney World." And my question is this: We are going to Disney for a family wedding in October, my daughter's first trip, and a flower girl to boot. We, while we've been to Disney World collectively a few times, this is our first time going with a group this large. For some dining – oh, I guess it is a di- <laughs> <laughs> for some Great. dining reservations, we are looking at 25-plus people. Wow. We okay. understand that sitting at the same table isn't an option, or is it, uh, but we would all like to be there at the same time. We've all agreed <laughs> that being tied together 24-7 isn't possible or even ideal – Jessica, it's not even smart. Um, We would at least like to dine together every evening. What is the best way to go about getting a reservation for groups this large? Jessica, you are a smart person because if you really want to test the limits of your familial bonds, take them to Disney World and try and spend the entire time together. You'll see uh, what happens after that. Um, In terms of the best way to go about getting a reservation for groups that large, Becky, maybe you can touch on that. And just for fun, just for giggles, we'll throw out one or two or 17 restaurants that are good (laughs) for large groups.
2: And by large, we're talking in that uh, a group to, to Disney is 10 or more. So large groups typically hit that 14 and above as well. The best way to do it is call the regular dining line. Don't worry about trying to do something on my disney experience call the regular dining line and ask to speak with group dining you do need to start there and they will transfer you they're going to ask you a few questions like how many people are we talking because some people think a group is eight when in fact they don't treat it that way so they'll be able to help you at group dining Um, or of course there's always planners that are happy to help you with that as well on your restaurants there what's great about Walt Disney World and all the choices there. There are some restaurants that are awesome to deal with when it comes comes to larger groups. And there are some that actually can accommodate quite a number of people by putting tables together. And some of the ones that come to mind immediately are the favorite. And we're going to go right back there again is Ohana. They have a wonderful... Um, option of putting tables together to pull large families and and large uh, dining groups together and beer garden Mm -hmm. as well uh, because of their large tables. They're pretty good. Um, The other two that we use quite often because they're so good about accommodating groups are Via Napoli and Whispering Canyon as well. Those are the ones that that we tend to uh, gravitate towards just because they are so used to accommodating really large groups and they are as accommodating as possible.
0: Yeah, and the interesting thing is, too, and I don't know exactly when this changed, maybe within the past year or so, it used to be that if you went to DisneyWorld.com, you were only able to book a dining reservation, I think, up to 13 or 14 people. I think that was the max, which often for me was frustrating because – I whenever I eat, it usually is not alone, and I'm like, oh, what do you? You come to dinner. You're coming to dinner. You're. Co-. It's like I'm the Oprah Winfrey of <laughs> invi- invitations. You're coming to dinner. You're coming to dinner, and we've got 25 people. Now you can actually rec- do uh, a search for a party of size that goes up to 50 plus. So mm. I don't know how many restaurants are going to come up with 50 plus plus uh, ones that, like you said typically come up uh, are places like Ohana, Crystal Palace, Whispering Canyon, Beer Garden, very true. Other places, Hollywood and Vine, uh, 1900 Park Fair, Trails End is another one, but also think about something, and depending if you want to do something really fun, think about one of the dinner shows like Hoop-dee-doo or Spirit of Aloha. They can always accommodate big groups and and big families, and they're a lot of fun too, um, especially when people in your family get pulled up on stage to sing and or dance. (laughs)
2: <laughs> or throw chicken at your head because that's <laughs> what oh, happens God
0: to me I, I, I love day, me some Hoopty Doo
2: you know I, I have to go see it again and it's been quite a while and the first time uh, I was just terrified by these buckets flying around my head uh, you just, just, you, <laughs>
0: right. There's no, there's no VIP section there's no concierge lounge wow. at the Hoopty Doo but listen I'm telling you it, it is a rootin' tootin' good time and let me tell you something dare I say Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel the best fried chicken on property Unlimited. Well, unlimited.
2: Okay. Unlimited. Well, yeah, it's unlimited. You can, so of yeah, I, you're think, think, I think on the outside
0: it says you can eat until you explode. So you just keep right. eating. Right. Stick it to the man. Don't get filled yep. up on the delicious cornbread. Go right for the chicken oh. and ribs.
2: Yeah, the cornbread is pretty good though. Oh, the cornbread's
0: awesome. Seriously, the awesome. and the strawberry shortcake <sighs> and the entertainment and the the whole Fort Wilderness experience. Sorry. I almost yeah. started singing the old hoop-de-doo song, but then I remembered that I was recording. So <laughs> uh, all right. oh, come on. We're all friends here. You no, can that's you can
2: okay. break out into song anytime. Pretend hey, it's Lou, a glee
0: episode. I'm a big fan of your show and have been for about five years. Our family is planning our next Walt Disney World vacation. We've been twice before when our three kids were all seven and under. You should get a medal for that. This year we are planning a six-day trip to the parks and are staying with family friends in the Orlando area to help save some money. Our kids are now eight, I'm sorry, 11, nine, and seven. And my question is this, do you have any advice on how or where we could take afternoon breaks in or outside the Disney parks without us driving back to our friend's house, which is about 20 miles away? Just trying to plan ahead. Thank you for any advice you could offer. Signed. You didn't sign it or I forgot to copy your name. So um, unsigned, <laughs> <laughs> you are traveling with your kids 11, 9, and 7. Uh, you didn't say when, but listen, I get it. As a, as a parent and someone who gets tired from eating all day, uh, you do definitely need to find some times and find some places. If you can't go back to your resort, and I understand, look, even if you're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge and you're in Magic Kingdom, it might not make sense to spend a few hours doing transportation, that long walk back to your room when you get there, depending on where on the on the chain you are. So where are some places maybe inside the parks that you c- and can go and rest? And now, if your kids were younger, one of the things I would say is go right to the baby care centers. Um, they really, especially if you have young kids, afford you an opportunity. They're staffed, they're air-conditioned, they're very, very comfortable. If you need uh, mom or kids or dad, Needs to go and take a little break, but maybe Becky, let's sort of go park by park and sort of rattle off one or two places that you think you can just sort of go relax. If you say take a nap in the Hall mm. of Presidents, I'm going to accidentally disconnect <laughs> you from this call. Um, never sleep in the Hall of Presidents or the American Adventure. It's a salute to all nations, but mostly America. Um, so, I, I, like Magic Kingdom, Magic Kingdom to me is. I think Magic Kingdom and then maybe Epcot are the places that are easiest and best to find some little nooks and crannies to escape, especially like if it, the heat or the rain, or you just want to go and chill a little bit. Um, I know a lot of people like to maybe take a ride on the TTA. It's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. It could be cool. You can duplicate it. But I'm going to give you my secret spot right off the bat.
2: You're going to tell people you've got your secret spot? People, well,
0: this I'm not going to give them my secret <coughs> spot. I'm going to give them oh, a okay. secret spot, um, <laughs> which is not a secret, right? It's hiding, obviously, in plain sight. But oftentimes, especially if it's not during the busy lunch or dinner times, the second floor of the Columbia Harbor House restaurant is often deserted. It's air-conditioned. You get some nice views of Liberty Square. You can just sort of go... Get a free glass of ice water downstairs, 102 ways to save money for that Walt Disney World. You can get a free glass of ice water, go upstairs, and just sort of chill, decompress, recharge yourselves, your batteries, your phones, whatever it may be, and kind of just escape the crowds and the heat and or rain for a few minutes.
2: Yeah, that was uh, that's one of the very first ones that – uh, came to mind for me as well, the, the TTA and Columbia House. The The interesting thing about that place, though, is that you always have to find the staircase that's not blocked off when it's really slow <laughs> because right. sometimes it'll block off the top. But, you know, the other things, too, is that the breaks can always be that location or the other um, quick service dining locations that are air-conditioned and do have tables. So you can go in, get some water, or just get a snack and sit down and... Decompress and relax, and make the plans for the rest of your day. So there's several of those locations um, that aren't too busy. The one I was thinking about that is too busy would be like Pecos Bills, which is constantly um, a whir of people. But uh, every single land in Magic Kingdom has those types of of locations that you don't have to get a full meal. You don't. You can just get up and, like I said, get a glass of water and a a snack, and just sit there and look at your map and Kind of think and reflect on what you've done so far that day.
0: One of the other places that I love, and you got to work to get there. Like you got to make an effort to get there, but I think it's worth it, especially when. Look, some of these places. This one's outside, so maybe going in the middle of August is not ideal. But if you just hop on the raft to Tom Sawyer Island and walk over to Aunt Polly's. Many times you might find me on a little chair doing some work or doing some research. That's one of the places I like to go. You get a nice view of Frontierland and Liberty Square. You get the Liberty Bell Riverboat, and you hear the whistle in the background, and it's just a nice place to sit and relax as well. Uh, Just very quickly, Mm -hmm. some other places. I just happened to be in Animal Kingdom the other day, and it was unseasonably Animal Kingdom hot in Animal Kingdom. <laughs> uh, but there are a lot of air conditioned locations to go there. One of my favorite is actually Restaurant And I mm-hmm. love, love, love that location because of the well-themed little rooms in there. And if you go off into sort of the the bunkhouse in on one side or all the way back to the sort of the, the campsite barracks on the other side. You can often find little nooks and crannies with like two or three tables that are deserted. They're empty. They're quiet. You've got some privacy. It's not crazy in there, and it's cool. Uh, Epcot, I think, too, has a, a bunch of places on the inside. The second floor, if it happens to be open, of the electric umbrella is a cool one. And just for giggles, let's give you one over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, which I think having just been there last week, does not have as many places inside to just chill and maybe charge up your batteries. A couple of places might be uh, Backlot Express, um, especially if you go all the way off to the side, closest by where the Jedi Training Academy stage is, go down on the bottom, all the way in the back by the little sec- the the prop of the security guard office. We're all on the opposite side, near where the, uh, the stuntman's area is, those are often empty, they're quiet, they're away from the hustle and bustle of the fixins bar and things like that.
2: Yeah, it, you've covered the ones that I've typically gravitate towards. But even if it's not, you know, if it's not what it's like right now, where it's completely so toasty hot that you're trying to seek out air conditioning, one of the things I really like to do is to find a bench. Just to find a bench somewhere and watch people, and breathe in and relax, and take in the park atmosphere of the theme park. And people watching is so much fun, especially those benches that are uh, on the spokes, right outside of the hub. If you just kind of sit there, one one or two of them have a an umbrella that kind of shields you from the sun, and then you just watch the families enjoy. The area I've always found that that's a fun, nice way to decompress if I don't need to be uh, directly connected to air conditioning, which is usually about ninety percent of the time.
0: Yeah, and the other thing too is uh, again taking the the heat and humidity out of the equation. One of the places that and I have come to immediately fall in love with this new location in Walt Disney World is the expanded hub in Magic Kingdom. It forgetting the fact that for me it completes the story of Main Street USA because it makes logical sense that as this town grows, it would end in sort of a, a, a community park, which is what that area feels like. But the grassy areas, I love watching families sit there and have a drink or have a sandwich or let the kids run around or just sort of relax and talk to each other. The grass is is faux grass, so it's not like you're gonna get your, 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 your pants dirty or anything like that, but it's a really nice place to sit And to your point, Becky, I will give you another little mini secret location of a bench at Hollywood Studios that you may have seen before but never thought to go and sit. It's always covered. It's usually cool. You get a nice little breeze in there because of where it is. And, and it's close to food, (laughs) right? (laughs) Important. There, There is a little, if you're going to or from the Hollywood Tower Hotel, and bypass the queue. It's also a nice place to wait for people in case you don't want to ride. If you go down below where you come out, on the yep. right-hand side, there is a uh, a little pastry cart there. Behind there, it looks just like um, sort of a, a gazebo, but there's actually benches in there that you can sit. It's cool. Get a little cup of coffee. Get a little nosh. Wait for your friends to come out. Boom.
2: Good one. Very good. I didn't even think of that, but you're right. That's such a great place to grab. An iced coffee or something to to eat and just sit in that little corner. <laughs> it has been forever since I actually took advantage of that, and I'm sitting here just hitting myself on the forehead because darn, I didn't think of that one. That's good. <laughs>
0: there you go. Well, look at you. I <laughs> See, now let's just end the show right here. That's it. Always just always go out on a high note. Um, I just made, I just maybe think of history of the world part one. Anyway, uh, Daisy O'Neill <laughs> <laughs> writes, "Hey Lou and Becky." First of all, I want to say how much I love the show. I have a couple Stop. of questions I need to about. I see
2: some of these to see. If they you all have, have question marks
0: in them. Really uh, I have a couple I'm of sorry. questions about a trip I'm hopefully taking next year. I wanted to run in the Princess Half Marathon for so long, and luckily, it generally falls during my reading break from university. I think she's not from. Uh, Even better, my dad agreed to run it with me next year. Love it. And it would even dress up. That is awesome. I am the oldest of three siblings and have been to Walt Disney World countless times for my family. However, this will be the first time going with just my dad. You know Becky and I know you. The father-daughter, father-son trips are the best ever. Uh, We may go to Epcot Center. I added the center there. But I was hoping to spend most of our four to five day trip outside the parks. I was wondering what you would suggest for some father-daughter activities. My dad loves sports and food, so maybe something along those lines. We'll likely stay on property, and I of course thought about Wilderness Lodge, but I'm afraid mom will be heartbroken if we were to stay there without her, so I was also hoping for a resort suggestion. Please, Lou Mangello, come back to Canada soon. I'm from the Toronto area and was so sad I couldn't go to the last time you came. Thank you so much for everything, Daisy O'Neill. Daisy, I promise I will come back to Canada again because I love Canadians and I love your poutine. Uh, So, Becky, two questions. right? We've got the father-daughter best place to stay on property and something maybe outside the parks that dads and daughters can do together.
2: Wow. That's... Wow, there's a lot of answers to that. And I wish I had an opportunity to ask more questions. But um, they liked Wilderness Lodge, obviously, but they don't want to rub that in mom's face, it sounds like, which is totally understandable. <laughs> so um, immediately my brain went to Animal Kingdom yeah. Lodge. Gosh, way, they, we're thinking way too much alike I, lately. I, I know, isn't that scary? Um because of course it's got that lodge feel, it's that outdoorsy thing, which is what it sounds like they're they're really into. So Animal Kingdom Lodge or or maybe even Fort Wilderness again, going back to the cabins might be an interesting uh, location if they want that that outdoorsy, you know, more sportsman type feel. Um, from those or you know, you could also look at Riverside at uh Riverside or um French Quarter. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Br- I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm really trying to go through all of these and think of what would be the best to suggest. But I'm, I'm going to come back to Animal Kingdom Lodge. I think that, that is probably one of the, the best res- – I love that resort. I cannot tell you how much I love that resort. If, if that resort had a moving sidewalk to Epcot, you would never get me out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only thing. But I, from a, um, a location standpoint, I think that's where I am.
0: You know I, know, I first went to Animal Kingdom Lodge um, because I, I thought of the feel. And then I sort of tried to expand it. I said, well, Lee, look, I think that they maybe want to spend some time maybe enjoying their resort itself. So I said, what resorts might afford them the greatest amount of activities to do together? You said that your dad was a, a bit of a sports guy and a food guy. That's when my mind went to Fort Wilderness because you can do archery, fishing hiking, right. running, uh, you could also do um, horseback riding. Like, there's a lot of outdoorsy stuff to do there. Like, do the backyard barbecue, do the campfire sing-along, do hoop do. doo like, be goofy and do stupid stuff together because your time, and not to get all sad and preachy, but your time together is limited, so enjoy it as much as possible. Uh, I also thought about something like, and this might surprise you, and let me, I'm going to think it out loud, some right. like Saratoga Springs because, uh, again, you're close to places like the Treehouse. You're close to the golf courses there if you want to go golf. You're also within walking distance of downtown Disney, which is right. a nice walk. Excuse me, Disney Springs. Now more than ever, there's so much more to do there. They're taking advantage of the water. By the time you go, who knows – what might be there because I think there's a lot more coming uh to that area but in terms of places to just wander and shop and eat and drink and eat some more again uh, there's some neat things to do there but I think um if I had to pick one which is always so hard for me to do um uh, I think you know I think some place might fort Wo- like fort wilderness might be uh, a, a nice option
2: mm-hmm. absolutely I, and it but if they are down in that uh Disney Springs area, and I got to also do that thing of remembering to call it Disney Springs. You also have things like character and flight that you can enjoy together. And uh, like you said, walking around, a lot of great dining. And every day we're hearing more good new stuff on the horizon for that area. Uh, I had totally forgotten about archery. I I have to (laughs) – we have to go back to Fort Wilderness because I need to try to – throw bows (laughs) and arrows. And I love, love, love that when I was in, um, in Scotland. So I need to go try archery. Anyway, my brain just went a whole different way. Um, but you also have access to the, uh, the water sports that are around too. So the watercraft, um, father, daughter, I really wish I could have had the opportunity to take my dad to, uh, to Disney world. So we could get a couple of little, I I still call them water sprites and I will forever. But if you, the little water mouse mice, if you can get those and, and tool around together on, uh, on the lake would be so much fun. And if you're outdoorsy sportsman that you do have opportunity to do fishing excursions or or bass fishing, if you're into that. And hopefully my stepfather didn't hear that because he's going to (laughs) go, yeah, now my daughter's going to take me bass fishing. Um, so there's just so much to enjoy for a, a daddy and a daughter. And, what a, I can't think of a better place to do it than Walt Disney World.
0: All right, Beckley, we, uh, we are unfortunately starting to run long. Shocker of all shockers. So I, I, one Imagine more. that. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna randomly select one because you know when I love. What you, I know that you love when I just throw ones at you that you are woefully unprepared for. So this one is coming all the way from Carmel, Indiana. And it is from my friend, Mike Schaefer, whether, whether we've met yet or not. It says, hey, Lou, love the podcast. That's it. That's all he said. Love the podcast. Uh, he also said, <laughs> we're going to be at Walt Disney World early this summer. His question is this. Are we crazy, man? What can we expect from a crowd perspective? Thank you, Mike Schaefer. Mike, that is not the craziest question I ever got, and it's actually a good question, and it's a smart question. And, and I think, Becky, there, there's a number of ways you can answer this, right? Like, you can look and try and go very granular, and there's many, many sites out there that... Uh, that, that do their best to try and predict the park crowds throughout the year. I think the easiest way, to a certain degree, to answer this is say, look, you, you're, you're going in the summertime, right? And I think the best thing that you need to do is be prepared. Like, I'm playing the Lion King song in my head right now. You need to be prepared because, look, it is going to be, save for maybe a, a weekend here and there, some of the busiest times of the year, Right, Especially in Florida, schools are out by uh, early June, which means that by June 1st, you're already going to start to see a spike in the crowds. It is uh, much hotter than it is other times of the year. It is much more crowded. I think what you can expect is that you can expect to plan accordingly. And what I mean by that is bring with you not just water to stay hydrated and sunscreen and sunglasses, Bring your patience and bring your understanding and bring your expectations at a certain level that say, hey, I'm not going to walk in and hop on Splash Mountain three times in a row. I'm not going to jump from Space Mountain to Big Thunder Mountain and just walk in on July 4th and be able to, to sit down at any restaurant that I that I like. This is where, Becky, planning your days in advance and really getting an understanding, knowing before you go, really is going to benefit you most where things like your My Disney Experience app, your ADRs, your Fast Passes are going to help you maximize your time because it is going to be crowded. On a scale from one to ten, starting in you know mid-July, most parks are going to be, you know, seven, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, they are going to be on the higher level of that scale. On holiday weekends, expect, you know, on July 4th. Magic Kingdom could potentially close due to capacity, but you are going to have wait times that are going to be 120, 180 minutes, depending on good. Now, that's not meant to dissuade you because I understand that some people, that's the only time you can go is during the summer, but I think this is where, A, working with a vacation planner, that's not meant to be a plug, but I think it's true, working with a vacation planner and utilizing the resources that are out there for you are really going to to ensure that you have the best possible time.
2: Yeah, you couldn't have said it better. And I I think the biggest part of the tips that you just gave is walking into it with the appropriate level of expectation. If you know that it's going to be hot, it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to be crowded, and you're going to have an hour or 90-minute or more waits, then that's the expectation. So you're not going to be let down. You're not going to walk in and go, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that. You're walking into it with the expectation. Then you can enjoy the, the atmosphere in the parks given the circumstances that you have. And one thing that we always tell families, especially those that can only travel in summer and they're in the midst of this, have everybody in the family pick one or two things in every park that's really important to them. to to do so that if you don't get to see everything in the park that day because of the restrictions and the time and the amount of time you have to wait, at least everybody in the family has had an opportunity to do the number one thing on their list so that everyone walks away with that one thing uh, marked off the list and they've enjoyed themselves and had a good time together.
0: Yeah. And make your ADRs and make your fast passes in advance. That is really going to... Especially
2: the Fast Pass Plus because that's going to be your ticket to getting in and not having to do those uh, 180-minute waits at some of those locations if you can grab those. So you're right on the money there. I totally agree. Yeah.
0: And look, and be willing to do things other than just attractions, right? Understand that there is so much more to the resort than just the e-ticket attractions in the parks. There's more to do than Mind Train and, and all the mountains in Magic Kingdom. You can wander around and you can go explore and you can see shows and there's a lot of stuff that you can do and maybe some of the overlooked attractions are are things that you can do when those wait times get very high. But go in understanding that whether you're coming in for five days or five weeks, you're not going to see it all. And I think if you go with that understanding and say, okay, this is is what we want to do and the next time we'll come back maybe and see that or we need to be patient, whatever it may be, I think that's, that's really going to be the key. And again, that's not to dissuade you or disappoint you from going, but I think if you go in uh, prepared and if you go in uh, with the most amount of preparation and, and knowledge behind you, you will have a much, much better time. Absolutely. There you go. And speaking of having a good time, I always sometimes have a good time with you, Becky Mankin <laughs> from mousefantravel.com. Answering listener emails. The only frustrating thing, other than some of your answers, is that we can't get to everybody's question at once. And I promise you, if you've asked me a question and I haven't responded to you directly as yet via email, we will get to it on a future show. And if you have a question that you want me and Becky to answer, you can email me at (laughs) Lou. at WDWradio.com and also check out Becky over at MouseFan Travel and on the Twitter you're also at Mouse Fan Travel
2: and I'm also at Becky Mankin Can, do you even know how to spell my name no just checking no
0: it's <laughs> B-E-C something something something
2: B-E-C-I yeah the Mankin part that you can't get right <laughs> that's the hard one that's the difficult you just learned how to pronounce it after eight, eight years
0: come uh, on has it been that long yeah, uh, kind of has I know, right? Oh, uh, we're almost at a like ten year anniversary
2: I know oh, what are we gonna <laughs> do? How are we gonna celebrate? I think we should probably do a live review. Lou of Mangello, something. <laughs> you just tolerated
0: Becky Mankin for ten years. What are you gonna do oh, now? Oh, I'm going to ouch. Tokyo. <gasps> oh what? Uh, what? I'm not saying that listen, I've said yeah. too, I've said too much already.
2: Uh, there's, there's those other things you better not be talking. Oh, we, oh, if, if we were only in the same room right now, I would just reach out. Just
0: fade. This is where we just fade out. Probably. yeah. for our walt disney world trivia question of the week where i invite you to test your knowledge of walt disney world history or see how well you pay attention to the details in the parks and the resorts not just in what you see but oftentimes in what you hear if you think you got the answer right you can then enter for a chance to win a disney prize package before we get to this week's question let's go back review last week's and select our winner so last week I had just come back from the WW Radio Cruise to Alaska and a couple of days on the front and back ends in Vancouver, so I wanted to make it a Canada-related question. So your question last week was to tell me who was the host of the O Canada show in Epcot and name one Disney film that he or she had a role in, whether it was animated or live action. You guys know your Canada, love your poutine, or are huge Martin Short fans because hundreds of you entered and got this one correct you knew of course that Martin Short is the host and narrator of the O Canada show you also may have remembered that he was the host of the making of me show at the former wonders of life pavilion at Epcot Center as well And his Disney film roles expand probably more than you think because he was in everything from Jungle to Jungle to the Santa Claus 3, where he was Jack Frost, Uh, Ben in Treasure Planet, the animated uh, robot, he was in 101 Dalmatians 2, Patches London Adventure, and Edward Frankenstein, Mr. Burgermeister, and Nasser in Frankenweenie. So I would have taken any of those or anything else that Martin Short might have been in in some type of Disney-related movie. I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, And the winner, who's going to receive a copy of my 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World book, and all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, both of which are available at www.radio.com, by the way, is Billy Parks. So, Billy, congratulations. I've got your email address. I'll send you your downloads right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So we were speaking about favorite breakfast spots in Walt Disney World. I should have a disclaimer at the front of the show. Don't listen if you haven't eaten yet because probably you'll be hungry by the time you're done. And one of the ones that we mentioned was originally known as the Coral Isle Cafe. And that's your question for this week. Tell me, what restaurant we mentioned in this week's show was originally known by that name? You have until Sunday, June 28th, at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. Again, you get all seven of the audio tours, the 102 ways to save money for that Walt Disney World book. And this week, I'm going to throw in a special WDW Radio Magic Band cover for your next trip. So good luck and have fun. that's gonna do it for this week's show thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week i so very much appreciate your time and your support and the love and the friendship it means more to me than you know also want to say quick huge thanks to some of the new members of the ww radio nation family including ryan mondix christy ben debnam crystal williams B. Han, Michaela Flack. Carolyn, Helene, Rebecca, Adam Hirsch, Mary Wartz, and Eric Covino. I really, really appreciate the support and the friendship. And if you want to help the show and also receive exclusive rewards, including monthly scavenger hunts, access to our secret Facebook group, custom magic band covers personalized for you, logo gear, backpacks, T-shirts, care packages, live video group calls, and more, you can visit www.radio.com slash support again. It is completely optional, but it's a great way for you to help show your support for the show. And don't forget, too, that a portion of your proceeds are going to go to the Dream Team Project to help benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. A couple of quick announcements before we go. Don't forget that in addition to the podcast, please join me every Wednesday night for WDW Radio Live. I do a live video broadcast where you can log into the chat room ask and answer questions as we talk about this week's Walt Disney World News we'll then stay on, chat about anything that you like really a lot of fun, great way for us to get some real time interaction, again that's Wednesdays 7.30pm Eastern at WDW Radio Live and don't forget that I love hearing from you so if you have a question for the show, email me lou at wdwradio.com call the voicemail, be heard on the air 407-900-9391 follow me on Twitter Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest wherever else it may be I'm at Lou Mangiello. You can follow my personal profile on Facebook or like the WW Radio page at facebook.com slash WW Radio. And of course, you know, as much as I love connecting with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug, and that is why I continue to do Meets of the Month every month in Walt Disney World. I've been doing it for like seven years now. I love doing it each and every month. You can find out more about upcoming events by visiting the events page at WWRadio.com and facebook.com slash WW Radio. The next Meet of the Month It's going to be Sunday, July 19th. going to have a slight change of location from the original plans. We're actually going to meet in the late afternoon, early evening from 4 to 6 p.m. at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Don't worry. I know it's July at Animal Kingdom, so it's Animal Kingdom hot. We're going to meet inside, I promise you, over at the hip joint. And if you wonder where the hip joint is, it's one of the rooms inside Restaurant Asaurus over at D- Dinoland USA. Again, that's Sunday, July 19th. August is going to be August 30th. Mark it on your calendar. Circle the date. Get your speed. Well, don't get your speedos. Get some sort of swimwear and join us for a day at Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. And then I'll have September's and upcoming meet information up uh, as soon as possible. And don't forget too, I'm going to be doing other meetups, not in Walt Disney World, but on the road. We do a lot of events including cruises and when I go to speak at schools or businesses or at conferences like I'm going to be doing this summer I like to do meetups where I am as well the next one is going to be Sunday August 2nd in Fort Worth Texas I'm going to be keynoting at Podcast Movement also be doing a a workshop there as well Um, and August 2nd is the final day of the conference it's also my birthday so why not spend it with some friends I will have details about where and when we will be meeting up on Sunday night August 2nd by visiting LouMangelo.com. I'll have details there. And again, Facebook and Twitter. And hey, look, if I can come to speak to your school, to your business, or help you sort of turn that thing that you love, right? Like me, turn your passion into profession. Visit LouMangelo.com. Click on the Work With Lou tab and see if I can help you in any way or shoot me an email if there's something that you think that I can do for you to help say thank you. Speaking of thanks, thanks again to Mouse Fan Travel. You know they are my recommended travel provider. Not to say I love doing emails with Becky because it's who I use, it's who I trust, and it's who I trust to recommend to you. You can visit them at mousefantravel.com. And if you can't get to the world as often as you'd like and you want to get a little bit of Disney magic delivered to your door or your digital device, visit celebrationspress.com and subscribe to Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we've met yet or not, or connected online, or have gotten a handshake and a hug, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word, let others know about it, tell your friends, tweet out that you're listening, share links, and comment over on Facebook, and please go to iTunes rate and review the show there. That's incredibly helpful. Very much appreciated. Takes just a couple of seconds. Thanks to you, we have more than a thousand reviews. would love to keep them coming. Want to thank some recent reviewers, including want to go to WWWDW and Amanda of The Great Beer Adventure. You can visit iTunes and search for WDW Radio or just go to WDWRadio.com slash iTunes. It'll take you right there and give you a link showing exactly how to rate and review the show. And finally, my friends, I need to say, Thank you once again. I am sincerely humbled and grateful that you share this time with me and you allow me to, to share my passion for Disney with you through so many different ways. And I want you to do the same thing. All right? I, I want you to understand that you have the, the, to- the tools and the opportunities to take that thing that you love and do it each and every day because life is short. And look, sometimes it, it doesn't always come to pass, right? Some things are just not meant to be. But that just means that there's something even better for you waiting ahead. And you just need to have a little bit of faith in whatever higher power or yourself or destiny or karma or whatever it may be. And always keep moving forward. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. I hope to see you online. Better yet, I hope to get my handshake and or a hug in person in Walt Disney World soon. I hope you have a fantastic week. So until next time, see ya.
1: Hello. Um, instead of emailing you, I wanted to call because you know I think it's more personal. I um, just wanted to leave you a quick message. I listened to Show Four Hundred and uh, kind of made me think about all of uh, you know the the shows that I've listened to throughout the years. Like I said, I've you know been in being in sales, um, and commuting two hours a day. You know I'm always listening to the show, um, whether it's you know something new or I'm um, going back and listening to old shows. Um, cause your show makes me happy. It's kind of like Disney. Being there brings me happiness. It it makes me excited. It it makes me feel good. And that's what the show does. And, um, I know I've said it before, but I'm just, I'm really grateful that, um, this show came along because the way that you inspire us, or at least me, the way you have inspired me to kind of, you know, reach for my dreams and to pursue what makes me happy, um, Man, I'm I'm thankful for that, and um, I don't know what it is. I just I, I I listen to you talk, and I I just I your passion for for what you do is is it um it's contagious, and I just want to thank you, man. Um, your show is awesome. You're you know a great guy. Never met you. I really hope to someday, and um, just want to thank you. Thank you. Keep the show coming because a lot of people love it. And we love you. So, uh, thanks, Lou, and uh, we'll see you soon. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. Who's your friend who likes to play Bing Bang Bing Bang? this rock that
2: makes you yell Hooray!